Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Some huge stories coming out of the gambling world. One of the industry's biggest conventions, G2E, just wrapped up in Las Vegas. We are partway through the football season, and the sports betting industry is just chugging along. And a couple of states broke sports betting records. And we're going to talk about all that with our guests coming up. You've read his work on usbets.com, Sports Handle, and some other great sites from Better Collective. And, of course, you've heard him here on the show before when we come back. We're talking with Chris Altruda, who's going to fill us in on what's going on in the gambling world. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Some surprises are good, some surprises are life-changing, and some surprises can be financially devastating. That's why you need 210 Homebuyer's Warranty. 
210 Home Buyers Warranty covers critical systems like your heating, cooling, and water heater and appliances like your fridge from breakdowns caused by routine use because something will break down right when you need it most. A refrigerator breakdown can cost over $1,200 to replace with 210 as little as $85. Water heater breakdown nearly $1,800 with 210 as little as $85. AC breakdown $2,500 with 210 as little as $85. I enjoy knowing that any issues I may have with my home will be taken care of. Everything was handled professionally. The response and service is always timely and professional. No matter the age of your home or appliances, a home warranty service agreement from 210 Home Buyers Warranty can help reduce your financial stress. Call 800-580-7703. 800-580-7703. That's 800-580-7703. Call now to get two months free. You're listening to House of Cards. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. Lots of things are happening in the gambling world. The industry's largest convention called G2E just ended in Las Vegas. It's been an incredibly interesting football season so far for the sports books. And a couple of states are making some news in the gambling industry. And as always, when we want to find out the latest about what's going on with the casinos and sports books, we talk to our friends at Better Collective. And on the line, we have one of their great writers who's been on the show before. You can read Chris Altruda's work on SportsHandle.com and USBets.com. And we are lucky to have Chris on the line with us right now. Chris, thanks for coming on. Hey, Dave. Always a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. So uh, I, before we get into it, it's already snowed in Chicago where you're at right now this season, right, this year, right? Yes, we, we technically <laughs> received, I guess, what was called a trace of snow at O'Hare. Oh, okay. Which started the, uh, the massive wailing and gnashing of the teeth that winter is probably two weeks away. <laughs> I, I mean, and you just got back from Las Vegas too, though, so that's really not fair. So <laughs> going coming from the <laughs> desert into a snowstorm, but it, like I said, the uh, gambling industry wrapped up one of its biggest conferences in Las Vegas, where where you were just at. It's called G two E or Global Gaming Expo, and I certainly know you were out there because I follow you on Twitter, which you're a great Twitter follower. Uh, first off, I want to get your reaction to the crowd. I know leading up to the conference, everyone was expecting just enormous crowds at this conference. What was your opinion of the crowds, and what was your opinion on the conference overall? Well, Tom, I, I remember, you know, I, I usually keep in touch with my parents fairly regularly because they, they're curious when I do when I go to these things. <laughs> I, it was productive but tiring, which I think was the conference you wanted to have yeah. after last year. Mm-hmm. There is obviously you get a swell in attendance attendance because the foreign contingent made made the trip this year. So there's 25,000 of us running around this expo area, and it's just one of many things going on in Las Vegas. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't overwhelm the city by any stretch of the imagination. But it was it was good in the sense that you you wanted to network and you had the opportunities to network on top of the educational sessions, the expo. Hall itself was bigger and brighter, and it never ceases to amaze me just how large the slot stuff is. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of, in some respects, it's you know it's the putting the sports betting 
stuff, despite all the pub and all the all the ink, it still puts it back in its place when you see some of these some of these these programs, the 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 reels, the the just the sharp graphics, everything about the slots is still absolutely mind blowing at times. <laughs> G2E is always a great event because deals are being made there and new innovations in the gambling world are always showcased there. Now, you're a writer in the gambling industry. What did you take away as some of the big stories coming out of G2E this year? I think we're we're at that point where we're waiting for this DraftKings ESPN deal to, fi- to finally happen. Mm-hmm. You know, J- Jason Robbins, who was one of the keynote speakers, did the the dutiful evasive dance that we're all used <laughs> to of saying everything without saying anything yeah. when he was on the panel. I thought, and for the life of me, I don't remember the, the win executive's name who was also on that panel. They, they wisely broke it up into three two person segments and he offered some, some interesting corporate strategy on how win works. It was more central to Las Vegas, but still interesting. And you, you had Jay Snowden and Sue Kim talking about casinos and from a local standpoint, I was a little disappointed. Sue Kim didn't really go into a little more depth about building this casino in downtown Chicago, although they, they've kind of veered more towards omni-channel, which is something Bally's has really been trying to, I, I don't think, get a, get a grip around because that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but they are the, one of the forerunners in trying to bring this together. And it was it was an interesting discussion to see how they're going to try and make that work going forward, but there was there was a lot there. The educational sessions were were always interesting. You're we're at that point now where there's a little bit of an inflection of how do you get to the profit profitability like FanDuel already has, and how DraftKings is probably closer to that than anyone else in space. And there's talk of e-games, there's talk of casinos, and all the all the stuff that goes on around it. I mean, there's no lack of action. Let's put it that way. And, and also specific to sports betting, you you have new innovations on on the app platforms, such as sport trade with with betting exchanges and things like that. So there's plenty going on. Yeah, it's it's no, like again, no no lack of action. Sometimes like just funneling it into a straight line is challenging. You know, I didn't make it out to G2E this year, but the last couple of conference I've been to over this last year, I mean, I've heard the words metaverse or NFTs and cryptocurrency thrown around on exhibition floors and during conferences and during meetings. Are you seeing a lot of that G2E? And is that, I mean, are we going to hear more and more about the metaverse and NFTs this coming year? I didn't hear much on metaverse and NFT. Jay Snowden and uh, Sue Kim put omni-channel to the point where it almost became like the monorail Simpsons gag during during their segment. So I think that might, that might have been the bigger buzzword of, mm-hmm. of the conference, although it was actually kind of funny because the following day, Erica Nardini was a keynote speaker, and she she didn't dismiss the omni-channel, but at the same time, she said it is so difficult to get around because there's so many moving parts, and it's Hard to believe that like anyone could master it right now at this point. So that it was kind of entertaining to to listen to her take on it from a media perspective as CEO of Barstool Sports as opposed to Penn Gaming side of it. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards.
You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Chris Altruda from SportsHandle.com, USBets.com, and Better Collective. Now, one of the great things about G2E is that it's held in Las Vegas. And as I said, I follow you on Twitter, and I know you hit Circa, which <laughs> which I'm dying to check out. Uh, now, you were at Circa and Circa Swim, and I, and I saw you had a couple pictures there on Twitter. So uh, g- give me a quick review of Circa. I, I want to get the lowdown on that place because, I, like I said, I can't wait to visit it. It's, I mean, the, the sports, the sports betting part of it itself is just insane. Yeah. It, you know, you, you, you walk in, you, you make a quick right. And all of a sudden you just see this video wall that, you know, was everything you hoped and dreamed was as a nine-year-old when you first started, <laughs> you know, watching sports on television, playing video games. It just, it's two stories tall. It's got 18 different games on it. It has betting lines on it. You just sit there and you're just, you just, you just like slack jawed at it for about 30 seconds. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I got to play some bets too. You know, (laughs) with Nevada being an in-person registration to get the app, it's, you know, easier to do it in person Mm -hmm. in terms of making the bets. I was there for game two of the Padres Dodgers series and I had gotten there later than I wanted. I actually wanted to put a a bet down pregame, and the next thing I knew from writing, it was like the third inning by the time I left the hotel to get down there. So I got to the fifth, and you know it's Vegas, and you're already out of sorts to begin with, not really thinking at full speed. And I went to make an in-game wager, and you know I for, I had forgotten that you, you have to wait between innings to do that. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, sit down, wait three minutes, and you know then make the bet. And by that point, you you walk around. The tables are good. The tables are good. There's you know it's, it's a younger. It's definitely a younger person's casino. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the Fremont Street experience at this point. They've they've renovated and revitalized. And Stadium Swim is just. It's a great concept. I mean, yeah. bo- bottom line, it's just gorgeous. You know, it's it's the best twenty dollars you'll spend to go into something, mm-hmm. and plenty you know plenty of choices for alcohol. The, Again, the screen setup is absolutely intense and enjoyable. And nighttime Vegas weather is underrated. That that was my other takeaway from really? it. Really, it right. was eighty degrees. There was no wind. 
and just sitting on a recline on a reclining chair at nine fifteen at night. I think that was one of their pictures. Watching, huh? Yeah, that was one of your pictures I saw. Yeah, what just just watching baseball, and I'm, and I'm not a big baseball fan in general, but I like you, Darvish. I, I, he's just fascinating to watch from from just a player standpoint, but. Enjoying Vegas night weather is really an an underappreciated selling point, and I think that's one of the biggest things that Circuit <laughs> Stadium Swim has going for it. Every night, it's every night it doesn't rain there. It has the potential to be a great night. One of the things about Circa is that I've been fascinated by following what's going on at the Circa's betting contest that they have there. And it's just been a bloodbath with people getting knocked out every week in huge numbers. And the word bloodbath has also been used to describe what recreational bettors have been going through this football season. And you use it, too. I have an email from you, and you use the word bloodbath in it. So uh, give us a sense of how the books have been doing for the first couple of weeks of the football season. It's really been un- it's unprecedented of anything mm-hmm. I've seen in the now almost three years I've been with the company and doing the revenue database. It's a little easier to like glean some historical perspective yeah. in terms of numbers, but yeah. this has just been, you know, if you're, if you're the betting public, you're just going home with your, with your head in your hands almost every, every week. Mm-hmm. We've had 16 states, provide full numbers in terms of revenue and handle. I'm still waiting on Kansas's gross revenue mm-hmm. because there were so many promotions that the adjusted revenue hold was less than 1% because of all the promotional play. But the 16 states that have given full numbers, all of them have had a hold of 11% or higher, which is just beyond. We've already set a national record for State tax revenue wow. just from those sixteen states. That that doesn't that doesn't include Nevada when it hits. That doesn't include Illinois. That doesn't include Virginia. It doesn't include Colorado. It doesn't include Arizona. There's another, arguably, twenty-five to thirty million in state taxes at least out there. Wow, maybe more. And with that, there's there's also more handle. Nevada will bounce back to somewhere probably within the 750 million vicinity, if not more, because it's football season. Illinois will, will skyrocket to, to probably 800 million. Virginia will, will get near half a billion. So you're getting the typical spiral of numbers that comes with the start of football season. The unexpected spiral just comes with the, the public just faring horribly because unders <laughs> are hitting at, at a clip and – no one has really gotten a, a grab of this season in terms of teams playing from week to week. And when that happens, you get the you get the bleed over into parlay wagering when one leg can screw up everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's already that you have this eleven percent overall hold that hides the fact that parlay wagering in multiple states we've seen so far is pushing easily above twenty percent. Even for Illinois in August it was twenty two and a half. Mississippi this month what was 30, which is granted it's only in-person wagering, but still $3 out of every 10 going to the house is kind of obscene. And even New Jersey for September, it was 22.7. So yeah. people, are, people are losing in multiple areas and just picking that revenue higher and higher for the house. 
I was going to hit the parlays, but let me, you brought it up. Let me ask about it now. I mean, you know, I, you mentioned New Jersey. I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and they are really part of the marketing of the sports book. The same game parlays and the promos, they're just, it's mostly parlays. I mean, a lot of the mobile sports books in the state have these special promos. Like, you know, you, you go down Sunday morning and you have something pops up on your screen and says, Hey, here's a great promo. All local teams win. Jets, Giants, and Eagles plus 400 or something like that. It, are the promos and parlays driving these numbers that we're seeing in the start of this football season? I think it's, a, it's definitely a strong portion of it. Yeah. I and mean, first of all, I mean, this, this is year two of the NFL's public embrace of wagering. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is that the books don't have to do traditional ad spend. You've noticed that there's less ads on TV. There's yep. less ads during football games. So instead, they're channeling that to these, excuse me, promotional plays, which is their right. The question is whether or not you do it to such a saturation point that a better is going to go. You know what? I've done this three times. I've lost two of them, or I've lost four out of five. Because again, we're talking twenty percent, and there's going to be a point where you just look at it as a better and go, you know what? Going back to single event. Mm-hmm. I, I have a better chance. It, it's easier to try and reach 52.5% to be profitable on a single event wagering than it is putting together these three and four. Like, And that's the other thing. We as people in this space rarely go into these seven and eight leg parlays. Yeah. You know, as, as I joke with my friends, you're turning it into a lottery ticket. Yeah, that's doing basically that. what you're doing, yeah. And, you know, we, we stop at three or four. And and again, part of the allure is hitting it when you only throw $1, $5, $10 at it. Sure. At the same time, when hundreds and thousands of people are doing it, that revenue adds up quickly to the house. Mm-hmm. But there's going to, I think there's going to be a point where people are going to start moving away from it if they can't solve the NFL. And then you might see it come back a little. So Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Ready, Pennsylvania, to take the best poker games with you on the go anywhere in Pennsylvania with the World Series of Poker Real Money Online Poker app. For over 50 years, the World Series of Poker has been the most trusted name in poker. Now it's your chance to win WSOP circuit rings and WSOP bracelets from anywhere in the Commonwealth. And WSOP.com has a great new sign-up offer for its Pennsylvania players. Download the app or go to WSOP.com and sign up using our bonus code CARDS21. You'll get $25 in free play just for signing up. Get another $25 with your first deposit. That's $50 free play just by signing up and depositing with WSOP.com. And don't forget to use our code CARDS21 at registration. Become a poker champion with an authentic WSOP experience right from the comfort of your own home or anywhere in the Keystone State. Download the WSOP app or go to WSOP.com and sign up today. The cards are in the air at WSOP.com. Must be 21 years or older. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every 40 seconds, a kid is reported missing. 
Find the Children provides educational material that teaches your kids how to recognize and avoid predators. Our recovery programs are very successful in bringing kids back home to their family. You can help protect our kids and bring the missing kids home safe by donating your unwanted car, truck, SUV, or van. Running or not, we guarantee you will receive the maximum tax deduction. We provide fast free pickup usually within 24 hours. Over 2,000 kids are reported missing every day. Call now to donate your vehicle. Donate now to bring these kids home safe. Call 800-706-6060, 800-706-6060, You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Hey, this is Dave Shadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of October 24th, 2022. Ohio's gambling industry has had two record-setting revenue months in a row in August and September. The state's 11 casinos and racinos reported $188.6 million in revenue in September, which is up from $185.4 million from September of 2021. Ohio's seven racinos reported $107.2 million in revenue, and the state's four casinos took in $81.4 million. For the first time in 10 years, taxes from Indiana's gambling industry brought in more than $1 billion to the state. Between July 2021 and June of 2022, Indiana received $1.04 billion in taxes, which is an 8% increase from the prior fiscal year. This is the first time since 2012 that Indiana's gambling industry broke the billion-dollar marks for tax revenue. And finally, another name could be added to Nevada's infamous Black Book. According to a report from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Nevada's Gaming Control Board nominated Leonard Morgan Harrison to be the 37th person placed on the state's excluded persons list. According to the report, Harrison has been arrested 34 times for various crimes involving fraud with fake casino chips. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. You're listening to House of Cards.
I'm talking sick piles of money. I'm talking lay on your bed in your Vegas room, throw the money in the air, and dance as it showers down on your money. I'm talking frosted glass limo money. I'm talking big cowboy hat, silver, turquoise buckle money. I'm talking gambling. I am in love with you. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Chris Altruda from SportsHandle.com, USBets.com, and Better Collective. One of the things that everyone has been talking about is there have been such parity, especially in the NFL this year, among the teams. And as you said, the unders have been hitting, I guess, at an historic rate. I, I, I knew it was a weird football year for me because I'm actually making money betting on the New York Jets, which has never happened before. <laughs> so, <laughs> two weeks in a row. Oh, my God. I mean, but the fact that there has been no real dominant team in the NFL this year, I mean, is th- that really driving? the numbers as well i'm not sure i i always imagine i always envision that sports betting in in states where it's legal is for the nfl is driven by the local team obviously there are people who who study it deeper and can go deeper and find and find plays that they feel are advantageous i think if it was as prevalent as we think, for example, with New York, with the Jets and Giants being a combined nine and three, one would imagine that the New York mobile handle, which comes out weekly, would be starting to bump a little faster. Yeah. The last three weeks, it's it, it's been a narrow range of three within like within five million of three hundred nineteen to three hundred twenty three million. It hasn't moved off that yet, mm-hmm. which begs the question: one. Are people not really convinced that the Jets are Giants? And as a Jets fan, you know, we're, we're just sitting here <laughs> waiting for the, the other shoe to drop at some point. But another factor is that w- not only have sports books maybe pulled back on ad spend, they may have also pulled back on promotional spend. Mm-hmm. They don't have they don't have to entice people who are already there at such an extensive rate. So you're seeing less promotions, which may in turn may put a drag on handle that we thought was going to be there after the way New York started out like gangbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the way that you get that, you get the surge, you got the surge from November through January that you were expecting to repeat as a cycle in September and October. And you really haven't seen it come in large doses yet. September half of the year over year is going to be larger, partly because there's more states involved, and but partly because year, the NFL is still this 8,000-pound gorilla that's going to just be there every Sunday for you. I think right now the handle to me for the NFL may be a little slower than we thought, and it could be because there's not a dominant team mm-hmm. that no one can week in and week out say, yeah, I'm putting my money on that. It's a riddle. You 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 yeah. want to solve the riddle. You want to win. You want to win the riddle and, and make money. The longer it takes for you to do that, the more maybe the more conservative you get in terms of the amount of money you wager as well. 
Well, you, you mentioned New York, and I, I know before the football season, I, I said I'd be fascinated to see the numbers coming out of New York in the fall because this is really the first football season that they have mobile sports betting in that state. Did anything surprise you so far with regard to New York numbers? Were you expecting one thing coming out of New York and you're seeing something else? Or are you thinking this is what New York, I was thinking that would happen in New York? I think I thought the handle would be a little higher. I was tasked with trying to forecast NFL handle for New York, which is a little bit of a fool's errand because they don't mm-hmm. break out numbers by sport. Yeah. But I think what I didn't account for was this pullback on promotional spend as opposed to advertising spend. And there are people who will wait for those promos before they play and play regularly and, and increase the handle and increase the volume. So I think there's been a little bit of a drag there. I think you have the proper stratification of the nine books. I, I'm FanDuel's dominance in the parlay marketplace that is translated in terms of their win rates is just absolutely unbelievable in some respects. I mean, they've, they've cleared a 10% hold in... 10 of the last 12 weeks. Or no, wait, let me rephrase that. I'm looking at it right now. 11 of the last 12 weeks. Wow. Which is absolutely insane. And their overall hold is 9.5% in New York since launch. They're they're just shy of 5 billion handle, which on its own could could rank about fifth in the nation for the year. Yeah, it's incredible. So it's, the the revenue the revenue doesn't surprise me based on what's been happening, but I think I felt the handle would have been a little larger to this point, and it still may get there. There's five there's five Sundays in October. You may you may see the NFL you may see teams finally get their acts together and be the teams we thought they were going to be, but I. I think I underestimated the lack of a promotional spend in what is now a pre-existing market when it comes to New York. I want to jump to the state you're in now, Illinois, and uh, Illinois is just an incredible gaming state. Uh, First off, I want to ask you about uh, Illinois in August jumped over New Jersey for uh, the top handle in the country. I guess you're second behind New York. What's going on in Illinois with regard to the sports betting in uh, market in there? My, my sarcastic answer was people were hate betting the White Sox and Cubs all year. <laughs> especially, especially the White Sox, because everyone had so many expectations for them this year, and they just, they just fizzled. There, there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. It's... I, they... It's a strange. I won't say it's a strange state. It's just it's a curious state. The Cubs were predictably awful, but that didn't stop people from betting on baseball. Sure. And also, again, this is another state where where people will parlay like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> and they when you keep when you keep coming back to these twenty percent holds on that category, and you keep seeing that parlay account for more than half of the sports operator revenue, it's it's not going to stop anytime soon. Whether they can hold this number two spot in the fall will be interesting because now we're starting to see how much New York how much New York drags on New Jersey's handle. Mm-hmm. We got 
a little bit of that with September, where it was about 14.3%, I think, lower than September from from 2021. And it was almost exclusively all NFL wagering, which was kind of interesting as well. So whether Illinois can take advantage of that drag while having a Bears team that started out fast, but at the same time is now reverting to form the expected form of being a rebuilding team that has pretty much no offensive weapons except for Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. It will be interesting to see if people continue to wager at a high clip, whether people did what they did last year, which was fade the Bears at various points and try and keep that handle above. I think while we won't see it, the, the actual numbers for October until early December with the way Illinois reports, I would not be surprised if this state did a billion-dollar handle for October. Wow. wow! It might, it might just be over the number, but I wouldn't be surprised by it. I think the fact that they have seven operators now with that MGM entering in March, and another part of it is they have the right seven. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. and, and this is not I'm not saying this to degrade any other operators out there because everyone is good in their own way. But you have the seven with the highest visi- the highest visibility. You have you have your FanDuel, you have your DraftKings, you have your BetM, you have you, you now have your BetMGM, you have BetRivers, you have PointsBet, you have Barstool, and you have Caesars. Those are the seven. And while there's still three mobile only licenses out here waiting to be grabbed for a mere pittance of $20 million, grabbing that market share entering the state is going to be very hard with the, with those seven now entrenched. Now, Illinois is also making some big news in casino gambling as well. I, w- I want to get an update on what's going on in the Hard Rock Casino in Rockford. What's the latest on that property? I know they had opened a temporary casino a while back, and I'm curious to hear how that project is progressing. So the the hard hard rock has it, the temporary casino is still up. It's a casino in a tent, which is kind of cool in, in a you know <laughs> it's pretty cool kitschy, yeah. kitschy sort of way. Yeah, yeah. It's exclusively slots at this point, so it does usually between four million and five million in revenue a month, which is fine. It's again, it's slots. But they recently broke ground on the permanent venue about three weeks ago. Okay. I made the the hour-plus drive up there. And one of the takeaways from it was Rockford was a community that not only wanted gaming, but they wanted hard rock gaming. And sometimes that's a very big deal in terms of a success or failure of a venue. And it was apparent talking to the mayor, talking to hard rock people who are operating in a temporary venue. There is a two-way street of of affection and admiration. And they're ready to take this step and open this casino late next year. They're ready to ramp up triple in size when it comes to the amount of employees they're going to have. And... From, again, from a kitschy standpoint, having the cheap trick guitar motif visible from I ninety that's kind pretty of cool. cool. <laughs> well, uh, well, let me ask you: When is the date when the permanent property will open for the Hard Rock in Illinois? They have targeted that for late next year. And one of the other things is 
there is an urgency to be on time with that project when you consider that Ho-Chunk Nation just over the state line in Beloit, Wisconsin, is likely going to be breaking ground on their proposed casino oh, wow. okay. right around the time Hard Rock opens. Wow. So the faster, I won't, faster might not be the right word because Ho-Chunk hasn't formally established a timeline, but stick, but Hard Rock sticking to its timeline to open that casino and getting and, and making that beachhead and making sure people know. And also opening the hotel would be another key part of this, is that you have this, I want to say, multi-hundred-room hotel to further augment the casino, the casino amenities will be pivotal in being a success up there. Well, speaking of Hard Rock, Hard Rock also has a presence in the state of Virginia, and you wrote about Virginia in uh, SportsHandle.com. What's the latest coming out of Virginia, and how is their sports betting industry doing up until now? Their sports bet, Virginia got it. it what's the, it's, like, it's almost like the Winston Churchill quote, Americans are great because they'll do everything until, they, until the last option to get it right. Yeah. In some respect, that's, that's what Virginia did with its state legislature regarding promotional spend and promotional revenue for sports betting. They inserted an amendment into the financial package that changed the way operators can now report promotional revenue. If you are, have been in the state operating for more than 12 months, you can no longer deduct it. The results of that have been instantaneous. We've only had two months of it, but so far, in those first two months, there was there was more than seven and a half million dollars in tax revenue. That is a third of the of the tax receipts for the year. Granted, some of it has come from the fact that holds are again high, but when you look at the amount of promotional revenue. From the start of last, even from the start of the last football season, when it was 17 million, 16 million, 15 million, 17 million, you had almost 70 million in promotional revenue deducted wow. in the last four months of 2021. And at a 15% rate, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not going into the tax coffer. That's $17.5 million that you did not see. So, you, so, to their credit, they they made an adjustment, and I'm, I'm sure there was there was some hand wringing from the operator side of it. But if they're making, if the operators there are making this thirty million plus a month on practically every month, like they have been doing as handle fluctuates, parting with that money is not going to hurt as much, especially when it's going to the state and. I forget what it's specifically earmarked for, but Virginia does have specific earmarks for sports betting revenue. So to their credit, they solved it. And I think that's one of the the hallmarks of the version 2.0 states that have launched. You look at Louisiana, which limits promotional spend to $5 million per operator per year, which I think is one of the greatest innovations I've seen when it comes to this. It fosters business strategy. And even seeing Louisiana's numbers in September and seeing only 350000 and 370000 in promotional spend because everyone burned a good deal of powder launching in January and February for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl, it was interesting to see that dynamic. And then you, you look at Virginia, you look at other states like Connecticut where it, 
the promotional revenue deduction is going to be on a sliding scale on a year basis, losing five percentage points each time. Those wrinkles that other states are now incorporating as part of best practices in the long run helps both themselves and helps the industry as you get this next version of expansion, whether that include the other Holy Grail states is yet to be seen. But you need at least the optics of being compatible with a state as opposed to simply trying to keep all the money for yourself. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Some surprises are good, some surprises are life-changing, and some surprises can be financially devastating. That's why you need 210 Home Buyers Warranty. 210 Home Buyers Warranty covers critical systems like your heating, cooling, and water heater, and appliances like your fridge from breakdowns caused by routine use. Because something will break down right when you need it most. A refrigerator breakdown can cost over $1,200 to replace. With 210, as little as $85. Water heater breakdown, nearly $1,800. With 210, as little as $85. AC breakdown, $2,500. With 210, as little as $85. I enjoy knowing that any issues I may have with my home will be taken care of. Everything was handled perfectly. 
professional. The response and service is always timely and professional. No matter the age of your home or appliances, a home warranty service agreement from 210 Home Buyers Warranty can help reduce your financial stress. Call 800-580-7703. 800-580-7703. That's 800-580-7703. Call now to get two months free. You're listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishout with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Chris Altruda from SportsHandle.com, USBets.com, and Better Collective. You know, one state I have been incredibly impressed with, especially after reading your article in SportsHandle.com, is Indiana. I mean, the state has hit some milestones and broke some records. And I, I again, I've been extremely impressed with the sports betting industry in that state. What's the latest coming out of Indiana? They in, Indiana was was part of the uh, the September hit parade. It, it cracked fifty million in revenue, which yeah. again, when when you look at it from from outside, from outside, you're just like, really, fifty million, Indiana, really, <laughs> kind of thing. And, and they don't, they don't, unfortunately don't break out by sport, but you can imagine the parlay and, and the football was there. But it's I I go back for Indiana. I go back to the fact that that state's regulatory body, the Indiana Gaming Commission is one of the most nimble in the country, if not the most. It's a group that works in tandem. It doesn't work, it doesn't work top down that much. There is a chairman, but they don't, it's not like he sets the pace and everyone just goes around. These are people who, who interact constantly. Yeah. I was still really impressed during the Caesars El Dorado merger when Caesars had to divest properties in order to have that merger continue to progress on a state-by-state level, where every commissioner had something specific to address during that process. And they keep doing that as well. It's a state that keeps... They, they, there has been some movement in and out of sports betting places. You know, we've, we've lost Fubo, but at the same time... Sports Illustrated entered. Yeah. There have been the, the betting exchange that for the moment escapes my name has actually like transitioned to going from uh, S markets has gone from standard sports betting to transitioning to being the, the exchange it wanted to be. So that state does very well for itself. And I think one of the other funny parts about Indiana, when, when you talk about the whole gaming sphere is that, it's not afraid of Illinois. It's not afraid yeah. of Chicago. It has three casinos right on the state line, <laughs> daring them to, to stay to, to not come over the state line and gamble. One, of, I, I did a feature on the Hard Rock location in Gary because I would look at these state revenue reports for the casino, and the Baccarat numbers were just insane. Wow! And I so finally I, I called up. I said, "Can I go? What are you doing?" <laughs> and I, I I went in and it's a it Hard Rock has created a I, I don't want to say underground because it when Baccarat is drawing a table drop of twenty six million dollars a month it's wow. not exactly underground yeah 
but it has this I guess culture that marketers would call yeah. it a niche market. How's that? The niche market, where, but it it also caters to mm-hmm. the the Asian community because it's a popular game in that Asian community. Yeah. Yeah. And there's out there's outreach on multiple levels at a local level, at a state, at, at a regional level, at even an interstate level, because they have the Hard Rock brand and they can pull that that client list mm-hmm. and make specials as well. I went there to watch Baccarat on a Saturday night and the cultural phenomenon was one thing, but watching people drop well beyond the table minimum per hand was just mind blowing. <laughs> I, I watched someone put $6,000 on a hand and I was having an anxiety attack watching them. Wow. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? That, that is an but, interesting game. I mean, just to stand around. I, I don't play Baccarat. I, I don't even understand Baccarat. But just to sit and watch it is an experience in itself. It, it is. And on, and on top of that, the way, and, and I don't like stereotyping, but the way that the Asian community plays that game, it's a different breed of intensity on top oh, yeah, of it. Yeah. Because what happens is, the way the way hard, that hard rock is set up, you have the main tables outside, and there's a high limit table next to it. There's also an Asian restaurant within that sphere, so people will play on both sides. But what's visible is the the board that has the recap of the hands, mm-hmm. and they're visible from both from both from like the high level side can see what's going on. The main table, the main table can see what's on the high level side. So if someone senses that a run could happen, they start feeding into the area. And then one of the other things that this hard rock does is they take the action from the people standing, like the people sitting will, will put it on their, on their spot. So you keep getting this, like this cycle where it just keeps building and building and building and building. And then when somebody hits, then it gets even crazier for like this 10 to 15 minute span hoping that the second hit comes. And if the second hit comes, everyone then just like kind of like goes back to their own areas trying to make that first buzz hit again. And it just keeps going on and on and on like all night. And it was just wild to watch. But yeah, I mean, it's hard. Indiana on a gaming hole mm-hmm. has done very well for itself. And they, they really should be lauded for how they brought sports betting into the space. And also just, Again, just the fact that they, they really don't back down from any challenges that, that are presented to them. So in terms of sports betting and gambling news, what should we be looking for in the coming months? I know Ohio is all set to launch in January. I know California has some ballot questions dealing with sports betting. But what are the big stories we should be looking out for in the coming months? I think, I mean, my, my personal belief is that the Cal- the California thing is dead on arrival. I, I think the I I don't think it was marketed correctly, and I think for the first time, the sports betting operators realized that you just can't throw money at something to make it work to your end. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a that that was a very sobering lesson that had to be learned. I think one of the other things that may or may not be addressed depending on how the federal court system winds its way through is hard rock in Florida with regards to sports betting there. I, 
I originally thought when that deal was announced that it would not survive the scrutiny of the courts, and to an extent based on where it is now, that seemed to be borne out. Texas, that will start up again next year because the assembly meets every other year. There was progress last year by the fact that Representative Huberty brought it to the committee's attention, made his pitch. I have not followed up with him recently to find out what kind of tweaks he made, if any, but I think that they can now see it on their fence because Louisiana is live for mobile and even at $200 million a month in handle, which Louisiana is going to do during football season, if not a little more, I think Texas people are going to take a little more notice, especially when they're just simply going over the state line to make a bet and turn around now, as opposed to going to just say maybe going to Lake Charles for a casino Mm -hmm. and spending like two or three hours there and then coming back. You have people now doing the sports betting thing of just making sure you're over the state line, checking your geolocation, downloading the app, making the bet and turning around. I think at some point that's going to register a little more with Texas legislators. Mm -hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying to think otherwise, right now. Ohio's. I, I I kind of admire the chaos that Ohio's going to bring <laughs> on January first. Yeah, yeah. For lack of a better term, the the concept of of being able to go to Kroger's, buy some beer, and make a bet appeals to me on just a very chaotic human level. Mm-hmm. So I, I I look forward to that. I'm glad that Ohio is taking a page out of the Michigan playbook and doing the simultaneous launch with the mobile operation. I think that's very important. And I'm looking forward to seeing how fast that market matures. I, I think that one that one has the potential to be like Illinois and be like Pennsylvania in the sense that when it's operating on all cylinders, it could make a run at Nevada size handle. Granted, it might not take it might not happen until maybe year two, mm-hmm. but I think that population is large enough and also sports mad enough where they can make that happen. Chris, we're running out of time, but can you give out your websites where people can read your articles and also your social media address so next time you hit Circa, we can all follow along with you? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. The casino stuff can be found at usbets.com. The sports wagering, sports betting-centric stuff can be found at sportshandle.com. My Twitter handle is altruda73. It's A-L-T-R-U-D-A, the number seven, the number three. Chris Altruda from Better Collective, usbets.com and sportshandle.com. Thanks so much for coming on and giving us an update about what's going on in the gambling and sports betting worlds. Always great to have you on, so please come back on soon and keep us updated on the big gambling news stories of the day. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Dave. Always appreciate being on. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. Yeah.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.